This is Matt Stell, and I'm chasing birdies. Hey guys, welcome back. Another episode of Chasing Birdies, and uh, hope everyone's doing well. What's up, Bubs? No, nothing much, man. Just back for another episode with Matt Stell. Mm, good one. This is a great one. This is a great one, and uh, country music artist, songwriter, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mr. Tall Man. Hey, bud, you look pretty short next to him, but... I mean, I look short next to anybody, but I don't care. Um, so it's definitely a good episode that we had got to do down there in Nashville. Had got to do down there in Nashville. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. we did right, it. It's like you're from Nashville, bud. We did it. The 615. So today's episode is really cool. Uh, again, we kind of go over the the game of golf with him, his passion for it, where it started, his college basketball career. Mm-hmm. Little so, Blue Jack National talk. Yeah, there's a lot in this conversation. And again, it was in person, really fun. So why don't we uh, roll it on over to... Wait a second. Okay. You want to talk about the the show today? Who's bringing it? Yes. 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 Today's episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing. Bingo. Out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Guys, we just partnered with this brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey-o. Out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, their passion for the game of golf has led them into the beer. Our passion for the game of golf has led us into the podcast world, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but go check them out at lynxbrewing.com. And stay posted because there's something really, really cool coming. My favorite beer is the ale. Oh, my God. So crack one of those open, chip it, and sip it, boys and ladies. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Y'all enjoy this episode. As you all know by now, Chase and Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to ChasingBirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's ChasingBirdies.com and Holderness and Bourne at HBGolf.com. Guys, thanks for joining us here on Chasing Birdies. Ryan Bashower here, Jonathan Pepe, and our guest, Matt Stell. My man. What's up, fellas? In person. Yeah. In person. Another one. In the flesh. In the flesh. Yeah. And we're, he is as tall as Colt said. <laughs> that's the damn truth, man. And yeah. Which is good for you. It is. It is. <laughs> but we're coming live here. We're not live, but we are live right now in Nashville at the Thompson Hotel. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so what's, what's shaking, man? Man, just got back in town from. Uh, Playing a bunch of music all over everywhere. We were up in the um, in the northwest and like Seattle, Tacoma, and uh, kind of the state line of like Spokane, Spokane, whatever, whichever way you're supposed to say it, up there, and then down to Texas and uh, play a little golf in between there. And uh, that's generally that's generally what my weeks look like. Like my better weeks as I go play some music and uh, fit in some tea times in there and and uh, try to. Gamble with my buddies. So is the mm-hmm. is the golf bag oversized lengthwise or what? I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all my yeah. Well, the bag itself, no. But uh, the bag standard, the clubs are eight inches over it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, my all my irons and stuff are like 
longer. And I think my putter is supposed to be like a wrist anchor putter, but I don't use it that way. I just, you just free freelance it. Yeah, right? like kind of counterweight it a little bit. But my my driver, I keep it the same length because it's like I don't need it to be any farther from that damn ball. Right. So. Let's talk about. Obviously, you're a very tall man. Um, college basketball. Not a lot of people know that you played college basketball. Yeah, man, I hooped a little bit, and uh, it was a you know that was like the biggest part of my life until I picked up a guitar in college. I mean, I, I was I grew up wanting to be a basketball player, and th- you know, wanting to play at the highest level possible, and and uh, I found out how high that level was, which was uh, uh, you know not not what I thought when I was a kid. I I, right. I played against some like. Like this is kind of a tangent, but I played against some people in some pro am leagues, like like some NBA players, all stars, and I was like, oh, oh, this is a different thing. So I enjoyed I enjoyed my time hooping and and uh, and yeah, just kind of transitioned to music after that. Yeah, music came late for you. It did, man. I picked it up. So like basketball is a winter sport, so you're on campus the entire winter break, and coach was like, one of your coach was pissed at us, and we got like. 30 hours off for Christmas. Like we got Christmas Eve day and I had practice ignited Christmas. And so, but anyway, I just said it to say you're on campus the whole time. So it's like, you're going to sit there and play Tiger Woods with your place with your, with your teammates. Yeah, we did that a bunch. That was fun, but it just gets old. And my mom had got me a guitar when I was like 12 and it's like, I didn't do anything with it. You know, just played it that didn't play it that morning. Like put it in a closet that night and, I was like, "Hey, mom, you know, bring, would you mind bringing that guitar up to to school next time you come to a um, I come to a home game?" And I just sat in front of my computer screen and learned how to play all the songs you play on acoustic guitar, and then started trying to write songs. And that was just kind of how it. That was sort of how I got started. So, was there somebody that you really looked up to in the mu- music world that got you moving forward? Or I mean, yeah, there was like you know all the classic people, you know the 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 Waylands and the Merles, and then you know the kind of like. 90s alternative stuff, you know, the the Oasis and the Hootie and the Blowfish type of mm-hmm. things, like stuff that, that comes easy on an acoustic guitar. But I found out, uh, I started, like, listening to a bunch of, like, what now I know is, like, Texas Red Dirt Country music, and it had this independent streak, and it was, like, aggressive, and it was talking about drinking and heartbreak, and that was more interesting to me than some of the stuff on, on uh, the radio at the time, um, just because of where I was in life, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, so I latched on to those guys, you know, I, I latched on to like Randy Rogers and Stoney LaRue and, and uh, those kinds of people. And then also like, then I found Jason Isbell and the drive-by truckers mm-hmm. and that they had a huge, huge impact on me wanting to write songs. Cause I was like, you know, up until that point, you know, people talk about great songwriters and it's like Bob Dylan. And it's like, I was just embarrassed. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You, you know, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I, little bit now maybe, but, but at the time, you know, then I heard people like Isbell and, and the truckers writing songs at a very literate, like deep nuanced level, but they were painting with colors that I knew, you know, they're singing songs about, you know, 302 Mustangs and, and, uh, things like that, Mm -hmm. whiskey and running moonshine or whatever, you know, it may be to try to get a larger point out. And so then that's when I was like, wow, okay, I get songs. I'm a song Mm -hmm. guy. I love songs. And, And I fell in love with songs that I feel like most people, I feel like everybody loves some kind of music, but there's probably a smaller cohort that really loves songs, and and I just count myself as one of those. Yeah. So we're, when the college career was over, were you officially okay? I'm done with basketball. Let's go get music. And oh, yeah. I couldn't get that ball out of my hand quick enough, man. I was so done. You're burnt out, right? I was and burnt that's, out. That's yeah. the that's the tough thing about college sports that people don't realize. 
you get burned out after four years of doing the same uh-huh. thing and you're mm-hmm. not, it's not partying and you're not going on spring break. You're mm-hmm. it's sucks a little bit. My man was accepted at Harvard. <laughs> the Post-grad. legend. Yeah. That was, that was going to say like, so Harvard, yes. I mean, Harvard has like a, an extension school. So I went, I went to too much school probably for what I do now, but it's going to school and playing music go hand in hand because uh-huh. they take up different parts of your day. And I had a, I had a good gig where I was a teaching assistant, so I got paid a little bit to go to school. And you know, I probably I'd not been playing that long, so I wasn't going to be like, "Yeah, okay, cool. I'm gonna, move, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm good enough to do this." So, um, but anyway, then after that, I moved to Nashville, and and uh, I thought about doing something else at some point because things weren't popping off the way I wanted to. And uh, yeah, I got accepted to like a, a Harvard's extension school has like a program for for people with degrees that need shit to apply to med school. And I got accepted to that. I would have 1000% failed out of that. program. <laughs> like, I'm so glad I didn't go because it sounds so much better to me. He was accepted. Instead yeah, he failed hard, right. out. Like anytime someone says they failed out of something, just replace the word accepted. Cause they had to be accepted before yeah. they could fail out. And it's so much more of a positive spin. Yeah. So that's what would have happened. So we'll live and die by that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. chasing birdies right there. Uh huh. That's right. You didn't even know it. I tell you though, Nashville though, this, what a spot you landed in, dude. Nashville's the best, man. It's um the only thing it misses is a beach, and it's not that far from there. It's a young city. It's fun. The food's great. The vibe is great. People move here to chase a dream, and those kind of people are the kind of people I like to be around. But yeah, man, you can't say enough about the city. Although I should, you know, you can look out the window and it's like there's 20 cranes building oh. buildings for people to move here. But whatever, man. Come on, more the merrier. I, yeah. I, Traffic sucks. Traffic sucks everywhere. Come, uh-huh. just come on here. We'll come on fun. over to Nashville, huh? Yeah, we'll have fun. All yeah. my all my Nashville people are gonna be pissed that I said that, but. Well, hey, people, come to Nashville. Yeah. I second Ma- that. Matt Style says so. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> T-shirt right there. Yeah, I'm a tourism board. Here. Yeah. Come to Nashville. Get drunk on Broadway and listen to country songs and play cool golf. We got a lot of cool golf around here too. Oh, oh there's man. some dynamite golf which we're gonna get into. So the country music, you, you, like you said, it didn't come right away for you, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of hard work. That's what people yeah. don't understand. It takes a lot of time for you to get to where you are right now in your career. Like, prayed for you. How long was that in the works? Is that something that you wrote it? Does it sit around for two years? And then you're like, all right, I'm ready to go. How does that whole well thing work? That's a good question. I would, I would... I would put it in terms of like if you see someone who goes out on the corn ferry tour and wins an event and gets an exemption to play in, a, in, a, in an event next week or something, or, or let's say, um, you know, makes a Monday qualifier for something, mm-hmm. right. Has mm-hmm. one great day. That great day. I mean, writing a song and a round of golf takes about the same amount of time, but you can't judge that person that got through, you know, got through that Monday qualifier by the, the, Five hours there on a golf mm-hmm. course. It took however many years before to get that. that. Yep. And it's, it's music similar, you know, writing songs is because it's a craft, right? You know, so I put in all, and it, and it doesn't seem like work because I love it, but you know, I put in the time before that, and then that day I showed up and I had the tools to help contribute to making a good idea, um, you know, a song, and that song, you know, changed my life the way that like a the way that like a tour win or like a corn fairy win or whatever, you know, however you want to use that metaphor changes people's lives. Other than financially, when you say change your life, what do you mean? 
Yeah. Does, does that get you more gigs? Does that get oh. you your the attention of other songwriters? You- Literally everything. I didn't have a record deal when that song came out. My, I had a publishing deal. I signed a publishing deal two weeks or two months before I was about to leave town to go do that that post back program. And I got the opportunity to write songs. I called the the advisor up there. I was like, hey, look, look, I'm going to have to defer this, whatever. I might come next year, but uh, I got to stick around here in Nashville and see, make this work. Signed a publishing deal, wrote for, you know, whatever, wrote every day for however many months, like I was already doing. But then we put out an EP. My my publishing company put out an EP on me. It was Prayed For You and a few other songs. And when that went out to the world – people started listening to pray for you. It really started streaming its ass off. And, mm. and then, so then I had a lot of support, my management company, which is the same as my publishing company. We shot a music video, got eyes on it and it, it just blew up. And that got me way busier. It got me a record deal. It got me on country radio and it turned into a number one song for a couple of weeks. And then that got me, you know, another single at radio, you know, to follow up that, that we got to celebrate number one on. So it completely opened every door that you could open. So you say, you talk about writing songs. I don't think people realize out there that you basically will take days to just write songs and write songs. Every day. So my question to you is, how many songs do you have just sitting there that you feel like could probably got a Rolodex. I, I know that he probably has thousands of songs, but how many songs out of those 5,000 that you, or you're like, all right, that's, that's it. Yeah, man, that's, that's a good question. Like, you know, I, I feel like I've been in it. I've been in it long enough so that like my bad songs aren't as bad, you know, again, with a golf metaphor, you know, a bad shot for, for, a, you know, whatever a touring pro is like, you know, 10 yards offline, whereas mm-hmm. my bad shots now is like, you know, two fairways over, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, you know, my, my misses are, are closer to the fairway now. I don't write as many just dumpster fires like I used to. But the thing about this town is, is like there's so many talented people that there's so many songs that are like six and a half to eight and a half out of ten. And you're just kind of showing up every day to get, you know, mm-hmm. however many you put in to get that, you know, Right. segment of you know that that right side of that bell curve of of good songs so that's interesting that, though i think yeah. songwriting is extremely interesting i i love the i i mean i play guitar i'm not i'm not that great but, but i i write i like to write lyrics mm-hmm. i just like to write lyrics and yeah. i talked about those with josh uh miranda but nemical mm-hmm. i mean i was like dude don't be surprised if you get a text from me with just lyrics mm-hmm. because in the country scene, I feel like, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but when you write a hit, when you're writing a song and it becomes a hit, that's where the money's at. I mean, granted, as a performer, you're on another level, but there is a whole career you can make just out of songwriting. Oh, I mean, you got to be good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that is true. If you're writing, and that's that's the that's why I moved to town. I mean, I thought I was going to write songs like "Prayed for You" for a, other big artists. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to make my little indie records and, and do my thing and didn't work out that way. But yeah, that's what I moved to town to do. Um, songwriting now, I think any songwriter would tell you that, that does it for a living that the model is a little bit broken because it, the song is one of the, is a, is, you know, in my case, the most important thing and the songwriters aren't valued that way. And so you can't, there is money to be made writing songs if you're writing terrestrial radio singles because that still pays at a rate that you can make a good living on but like if you were if the three of us sat down and wrote a song and let's say it went and streamed 100 million streams 
you would be surprised at how paltry that check would be from mm-hmm. the streaming. And so the, the the regulations haven't caught up to the the reality of the market, and it's always lagging, and there people have vested interest for it to stay the way that it is. But because mm-hmm. um, for an artist, it's a little bit different. You know, I have different streams or whatever. But uh, but you can definitely make a living uh, writing songs. You just got to make sure you write songs that um, land on the radio. Well, but you've written one song in the last two weeks, so you're on track. That's good. Yeah, yeah, chasing birdies. I love it. So before we get into golf talk, you got a song coming out. It's, it's, it's already came out. It's out. Boyfriend season. Boyfriend season. Yeah, man. We uh, it's my making like music. It. Yeah, dude, making music is like my favorite thing. Like making new music from the writing to the you know I have a hand in producing all my stuff and yeah, making new music and releasing it to the world is my favorite. And yeah, we. Got some new stuff out. Um, yeah, that that song came out, I guess, last week or something like that. And um, about... the picture looks good. <laughs> yeah, gee whiz. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Juju Rossi for uh, for modeling that that shirt for us. But uh, I had about like I don't know five ex girlfriends think that song was about them. It's not about <laughs> anyone. It's not about anyone. Anyone knows that they've seen on TV. Just it's yeah. just <laughs> it's just a song. It's it, yeah. It's like. It's it's so it's interesting to me because nobody thinks Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator, right? But everybody yeah. thinks that like I'm the guy in every song, or that I'm writing it about a specific person. But I mean, that's just you know, it's part of it, though. You know, music is very connected to who sings it. Keep people tripping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. So you're out on tour. You're taking the clubs. Mm-hmm. And where in your mind is the most beautiful place you've played round of golf on tour? West Coast, East Coast, Florida. I know you're from Arkansas. I am. I am. I grew up in South Florida too, but yeah, I am from Arkansas. I, you know, my favorite, I think my favorite place to play or my favorite course is probably Blue Jack down in Houston. Oh, or that Houston, thing's Montgomery. badass. And it's it's great because it's hard because the greens are tough. You got all the comfort station, blah blah blah. But then the fairways, you could land jets on side by side, uh-huh. and I really benefit from a good wide fairway. Uh, I, I'm I'm the de- I'm like an all right golfer if if I can keep the the all in playoff the tee box. So I love Blue Jack for that reason. Well, we got to well, go ahead. No, I was just going to tell him the story at Blue Jack. With the- yeah. We're, so we're at Blue Jack like um, two years ago. We're playing golf and we, we are, we're set up in a house. So we're staying in this little cottage and it's like night, nighttime. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going through the fridge. I'm trying to find something, you know? So I open up the freezer and there's just bottles of like frozen breast milk. <laughs> and it's marked. It's like breast milk, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, these people are freezing. So I don't know who it was. I'm not saying I know who it was, but that was the most memorable experience I've had at Blue Jack. Course is great. The comfort The breast station, milk got you going, huh? The, the breast milk, I'm like, what the hell? This well, is not what I was expecting to see. So you know the comfort station on 12 with the, the jerky chef. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know it well. Houston Texans are... In the playoffs, we we played eighteen already. We we go through we're playing nine, and the game's on. So we're like, screw it, let's just sit here and hang mm-hmm. out, drink some beers, and watch a watch a game. So they're the, the little the little uh, guys making up salsa, and uh, it's from the three hottest peppers in the world. Mm-hmm. But he did not tell him Ooh. that it was the three hottest peppers in the world. Oh yeah. So my man over here takes a scoop. Ooh. And this guy's like, no, 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 no. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> and he put his tongue on it, and he's like, oh, my God. Dude. I mean, it was like 30 minutes to just burn. Oh. Burn. 
And my man wanted to take it like it was diced tomatoes. Well, but I mean, you know what would have helped that? That milk, the breast milk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I just go back to that? Is like if when it's marked, do they like mark it left and right? I was yeah. just gonna ask that <laughs> like, too. Like the left breast hit, milk. Right yeah, hit. exactly. Like like pumped, <laughs> pumped or squeezed. That's right. I don't know. Home, home squeezed. I tell you what, though, if if I had some cookies. Um, All right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Some cookies and some ghost pepper. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Sometimes times get hard enough. You got to make do. Uh-huh. Oh, um, man. But no. Blue Jack is mm-hmm. dynamite. Um, just everything. The jackhammers, that frozen slushy, they're deadly. Yeah. Where else, man? Where, I mean, man, I've gotten to play some some really cool places. The fastest greens I've ever played with was Calusa Pines down in South Florida. That that was insane. That was like putting in a, in a bathtub. Uh, it was fun though. Where else? Colonial's cool. I, I played there quite a bit with a with a buddy of mine that um, home of Ben Hogan. Yep, yep. I played Hazeltine the other day. That was fun. You got to see all the trophies from from six oh, yeah. from the Ryder Cup. Yeah, uh, I played some cool places. I'm headed up to um, up towards uh, Napa, Northern California here in a few yeah. a few. Oh, I guess next week, and and uh, I'm gonna try to make a good. Good go of that up there in that in that region. Yeah, so. there's a lot of good golf up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what would you say the strength of your game is? <sighs> Damn, I mean, Colt, Colt Ford says that you're becoming a really good player. Well, when I can keep it in play, I usually you know I, my hands are pretty soft, you know, so I I can kind of I can kind of calm down, ladies. He's talking about golf. All right, <laughs> am I? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of chip and get it close. I usually don't three putt that that much, so you know, I, I guess my sh- that short game could probably be the, the best part of it. And then it's um, important. Yeah, it's you know, and it's just like you know the days that I don't, the days that I don't just absolutely, you know, indiscriminately, you know, murder hickory trees on legends here in town by by my two way miss. Um, it's I have good days. So <laughs> my my handicap is is. Varied, that's for sure. Golf right now is in such a good spot, right? Mm-hmm. It is just growing. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Again, that's why Chasing Birdies, we, we have you, hockey players, other country music stars, because golf is such a growing game for celebrities, and uh, it's just a, it's a nice release away from what your everyday life is. To you, what do you think the biggest misconception of golf is? That it's relaxing. I get the maddest that I ever get, at, and it's only at myself when I'm playing golf. Like I, I, I but but I like that because I I don't I got to keep a lid on my the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm able to to navigate that, but it's like at the end of the day, you got a club in your hand and a ball on the ground. How many how many whacks does it take to get you in the hole? There's a score. It's objective. I don't have to worry about oh, did someone like this shot better than the other, and that makes it better because music's very subjective for better for worse. Like I love that about it, and I don't know. There's something that you know, getting my blood boiling like that. It kind of it's just like reminds me of competition and yeah. and hooping and stuff like that. And so I mean, it's a little hot under the collar, huh? Yeah, I have to like you know I have to watch it. You know, you know what I mean. I feel like everybody probably does. You know, some people are. I, I you know I, I really don't run that hot typically. But when I get on a golf course and I'm and I'm like I should be able to do this, especially when I first started because I was like you know I I grew up playing sports. I mean I would I I would think I was fairly athletic. You know, and then that not translating at all to golf and having to have this 
you know, relearn a skill. And, and it's like the, the shit that you think that makes you that, that made me like got me playing time, like going at it hard in basketball. That that does not help you in golf no. at all. No, you gotta, you it gotta, actually hurts you. More. It hurts you big time. And so, you know, it's just like those things, how to deal with adversity, you know, kind of life lesson type of stuff. And, and uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the, like you it's drop great. a golf ball and say, "Hey, you're gonna hit this little white ball. The hole's 425 yards away. You got to get it down to four. People that don't play golf are gonna tell you bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've seen people get it really close to the green in one, mm-hmm. and then have to go 20 yards to get it in the hole, and takes five. Mm-hmm. And you, next thing you know, you got a double bogey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seen that? Oh yeah, I mean that that happens that happens quite a bit <laughs> to people. Uh. I, I am people. <laughs> I am people. We, my biggest problem, like on the golf course, is yeah, I get the I get the music going right, uh-huh. and then next thing you know, I'm sitting there, I'm f-ing worried about. Oh, sorry, ma. My mom told me don't say the f word today. <laughs> I uh, I start playing around with music and like, uh-huh. and then I'm like mm. out of it, I'm- you know. And then some people text all around or answering emails. Yeah. Um. And then some people are just playing on social media when they're playing. So the phone is the Achilles heel you for a good round anything, for me. Bud. No, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got, you got to get in them DMs while the sun's shining. Yeah. You can't just you can't just not slide into DMs just because you're you know. It's part for my wife, Jason Birdie, t- telling me about how the kid took a shit or something. <laughs> I mean, so. But for me on the golf course, my relaxation cigars. So. That's, Man, that's my go-to. I'm so impressed by cigar people on the golf course because I cannot do it. Like, I, man, some of my buddies just just look Rip like a, they just look like a like a Pittsburgh steel factory back during <laughs> the mid-century when the skies were black from soot. Like that's what their golf cart looks like. And my shit is like, I I can smoke like half a one. For the weekend, I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It turns me green, man. I don't. I don't. I just don't do it. He seven thirty, not even at the range yet. My man's fired up a cigar. He's just. He's just puffing a cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you go to the restroom. I mean, yeah. well, take care of biz and on to the first D. That's fair. Right. Fair. So it's winter. You can't really play golf unless you get to Florida. You're not touring. You're writing music, but what else do you like to do uh, as a hobby? You ski. You hunt. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll ski a little bit if there's a mountain handy, but I don't go out of my way really. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get in the deer woods. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm hunt a little bit. I'm also gonna gonna like my rule is if the wind is not blowing too bad, like like not really blowing forty degrees and the sun shining, and I'm playing golf. Yeah, like I, that's that's my thing, and that's most winter days down. I, I mean, I can play a lot through the winter, even in Tennessee. But you know, I go down to, to uh, Mississippi where I do a lot of deer hunting, and and you know, you can find those days. You, know, you you can get in there in South Louisiana as well, you know, and then obviously in Florida, you can definitely find it. But I'm I'm just I would rather play golf than uh-huh. all those things. I mean, I'm gonna hunt a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna fish, but not really that that time of year. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to play golf. Play golf. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's not bad, bud. We we get locked up, man. We get that snow start coming in December, January. Course is shut down in November. So we got to go. We go. I don't know. We hadn't gone anywhere last year. I don't think. No. Um, COVID. Uncle COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas is always a good. Like the desert is a desert golf is unbelievable. Some of my favorite golf is desert golf, and that's obviously a great time of year to to get down there. Yeah, Scott's still guy. 
I yeah. love Scottsdale. Scottsdale, Palm Springs, Palm Desert. It's it's the mm. best, man. In in the winter, it's it's unbelievable. The, Scott- the, the views on the golf course are beautiful mm-hmm. too. It's stunning. Yeah, yeah. there's the, the, the views and all that cacti. Yep, and the exactly. jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Hey, dude. Hey, hey dude. dude. Yeah. Or watch hey, out for dude. them jackrabbits and them killer cacti. Sorry, it's <laughs> childhood showing. My millennial was showing through a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that show. That was great. Yeah, I know Scottsdale though. You know, you got some some great golf out there. Mm-hmm. Silverleaf. Yep. Yep. Uh, you ever been to West Virginia? I have been to West Virginia. Uh, I, I've been pretty much everywhere. I don't know that I've played any golf out in West Virginia, but um, well, these boys can take care of you there. Oh, I got nothing there, so. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> we got beautiful golf courses in West Virginia: Pikewood National, Pete Dye Golf Club, the Greenbrier. Oh in yeah, Southern yeah, West yeah. Virginia. Um, West Virginia is loaded with some good golf, but it's definitely an overlooked state in terms of golf destination. Like it is that the topography Very. of that state it just has to make for beautiful, beautiful. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah course layout you know we'll have to bring you up to Nemecolon. that's where we brought colt and josh miranda five-star resort uh you should see this spot two golf courses three thousand acres of land with you name it you can do it off-roading it's it's dynamite we gotta bring you up there actually we're talking with colt ford about doing a little celebrity golf thing and he wants to make sure you're in on it so oh i'm 100 percent in shout out to our guy colt ford the mayor of Nashville, I feel like I feel like he's the mayor of the country. He's, he is the mayor of the world. He's the world's mayor. Colt Ford is the shit. Okay, he is. He is. My. He's one of my favorite people to play. Well, to play golf with because he's one of these people that can help you legitimately help you in a round. He's the most fun to be around. He's going to shoot seventy. You know, all the time. Yeah, I mean, just a big uh, pro, silky smooth, pro and yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got a collab with with old two phones himself. He does. Let's go. And that was insane. Oh. And and now I got him working on a date with Jana Kramer for me. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Probably ain't gonna happen, but hey, <laughs> wishful thinking. Man, got to shoot his shot. <laughs> we 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 chasing birdies out here. That's yeah, exactly there you go. It. Yeah. There you go, We're chasing bud. them, man. Jana Kramer, birdie. Yeah, she is a birdie. Yeah, uh, she might be an eagle, huh? Yeah. yeah, she's she's definitely like a net eagle. Uh-huh. For sure. She's three yeah. for two. Yeah, she's three for two. Yeah. She's 32. <laughs> she's a 32, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so, anyways, I saw you went to Pinehurst with our boy Josh Miranda. I did, man. Pinehurst, that whole trip was great. There was some great golf there. We have, um, I'm fortunate enough, my parents have a house in Pinehurst, and oh, we nice. go down there every March Yeah. Uh, for, for an invitational at Pine Needles we play. I don't know if you played there. Um, but you got to play number two? I did. And what did you think of it? Of the... Seven courses we played. It was it was probably my like third or fourth favorite. Yeah. Now I I say that to say that's how good the golf is there. But I mean, I'm to the point to where you know, I'm a I'm as we as I sit in this chair right now right now I'm a ten point three handicap and I was probably like an eleven or twelve when I was there playing that. And if you are a mid to like whatever handicapper and you have one of those like high handicapper yep. days out there, you're going to have a bad time. It's, oh, yeah. It's so hard. And uh, I don't need I don't need that kind of challenge all the time. But it was fun to play it. Right, and, and say so you did it. And say so I did it. And, and it, was, it was unbelievably great. I'm just saying it was number five's great, number eight's great. I love those. I've heard eight's you know, great. You know what course is overlooked? Number one. Yeah. 6,300 yards from all the way back. But it's the, the original golf course at Pinehurst. Wow. And – it's not easy at all. And they actually do a lot of persimmon wood tournaments on that oh, course from all sick. the way back. Yeah. So 
It's really cool. It's just a cool spot there, man. I mean, Pinehurst oh. is just... Come up to that bar right behind the green. Oh, yeah. Scoot on up to it. Go oh. play the little little chip and putt thing there and, and yeah, gamble. Yeah, the yep. They just put a new bar in the cradle. Oh, no shit. Uh, they built a bar that where that pine cone is, that where they were serving drinks. Yes. It's now they built a bar. So... Well, that's always a good amenity. It is. Duck hooks. Have you heard of duck hook? Not the golf shot. Southern Pines Brewing Company. Uh, beer. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Cream oh. ale. Yeah. Oh. We like it. Oh, we it's love it. It's the best beer. Well, it, Spotted Cow to me is the number one beer. Thank you for saying that. Can I just tell y'all something about Spotted Cow? Just yep. sidebar, 30-second sidebar. Let's go. No free ads, but go ahead. Uh, well, oh yeah, okay. I, well, I'm, I'm like, I cannot get them to give a shit about me. I, I'm <laughs> like, I, I like, I'm not saying whatever, but but every time I go to Wisconsin, I I load my bus up like a damn like a like a bootlegger from back in Prohibition days. Mm-hmm. I mean, hundreds of dollars of this shit, and because I love it, and I get it back home. And I was in Madison like two weeks ago. And I'm up there, and I'm playing this show, and I'm having this same conversation, like, on stage with a bunch of people. And I was just like, look, I, I, I was drinking one day, and I was like, man, you know what we ought to call these beers? You know what they ought to call them? They ought to, they ought to call them udders, you know, spotty cow udders. So you could be like, hey, man, grab me an udder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. thought, I was like, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. Tweeted it, at, or not tweeted, like, like Instagram messaged them, tagged him in it. Nothing. Nothing. You would have thought that I slid into Cat Upton's DMs. Oh my nothing. god! Nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, not Dude, not even bullshit. not even the little double tap line. Like that, uh-uh. and that's my thing. That, that's jack- literally nothing. Just double tap. They're so good at beer that they don't have to care about social media. I, that's what I want to be. You know, so good at something where I can just be like, nah, pass. Uh. <laughs> it's so awesome. The beer is so good. That beer, but I can't wait to try the duck hook as well. The duck hooks are good. We might have to. I might have to have Debbie and Jerry. Box up a case and send it your it. way. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to uh, to my real sponsor, Bushlight. That is the beer of choice at my house. Oh, Ooh, right. I'm not drinking craft beer. That's my like one craft beer. I like really expensive tequilas and whiskeys mm. and kind of, I guess quote unquote cheap beers. I bristle at that a little bit. Bushlight's a delicious brew. But you know what? My I love man's about a tequila Bush- guy here. Yeah, I like tequila. Yeah, we I got d- into a little bit of tequila last night. Yeah, Ooh. we got into too much tequila last night. Yeah. Well, me, me and B cats. You won't have it. But what I love about Bush Light is when it is like now, hunting season, they always, in West Virginia at least, they drape these signs that said, Welcome Hunters. Oh, yeah. In orange and camo. And yeah. Orange and camo. And I'm like, that is so freaking oh, awesome. We for got the digital camo. We got the digital camo and orange cans out right now. Yeah, the, man. The Bush, yeah, man. Bush that's, Light. That's what I grew up on. That's what I learned on. Huh? So, uh, anyway, no, no free ads. I like you said. No free ads. Do you drink before you go on stage? Sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I find that sometimes it does help the show. I will say that. Like if I if I throw me a little Casamigos Reposado into uh, a cup of ice, yeah, and uh, I get out there and kind of do my thing. If I have one or two of those before the show, it can really loosen it up and have a better show. Although when you play 150 to 200 shows a year, that's a lot. I, you just can't. I don't want to be the guy that has to rely on that every show. So I do try to like I. The, about half the time, a third of the time, I'm not drinking anything. I got water in a cup or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just not sustainable. You know? Well, you look at, like, I know when Eric Church was in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago, I didn't go to it, but they're throwing freaking little bottles of Jack, and he's just freaking down, down in it. But then I hear he's a wine guy. Yeah, they say he's a wine guy. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that as well. But, you know, when you're the chief, 
You yeah. can be a you can be a, you can have them pour your yellowtail inside airplane bottles of Jack Daniels if you want. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's Yellow chasing tail, birdies. Yeah, I mean, hey, and yeah. So so real quick, you know, you're on you're on chasing birdies. What does chasing birdies mean to you? Uh, it means shooting your shot. It means going for the pin. Uh, any chance that that you get, like we were just talking about, whether it's mm-hmm. DMs, whether it's uh, you know literal birdies, whether it's like going to a bunch of school and then deciding that you're gonna want to play music and betting on yourself it's mm-hmm. um you know those those kinds of things it's shooting your shot that's that's to me um it, that's not always the best advice but it, it, a lot of times it is and Why so not, right yeah man like uh I, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine like my favorite people in the world are the people that love life you know the people yep. that that put in effort to have fun and that's chasing mm-hmm. birdies it's, it would seem like so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what i think it is well that's good i, I mean yeah that's what we're Jason all Bird. about optimism, positivity. Yeah, people doing shit good. That's why, like, honestly, when we when we kind of started this podcast, we're like, we don't even want PGA Tour guys. Look, if we had a chance to do JT or Rory or Ricky, I mean, we wouldn't say no. But the premise is to bring in guys like you that are chasing birdies in life in terms of your career, but also you're addicted to golf a little bit. Oh, super addicted to golf. And also, I will say that um, speaking of t- tour pros, um, people like having them in. I was at uh, whatever the Colonial Tournament is called now. It, I can't remember. They change it all the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. But dude, they let us in. It was like the tickets were like I don't know, kind of expensive, like a few hundred bucks. But you get in there, and it's like they have drink stations, and it's just like open bar kind of situation in a lot of those, and and whatever. And uh, but anyway, so we're walking and following. This is on Saturday, yeah. I think it's on Saturday. And of course, you know, Spieth is out there. Everybody's mm-hmm. Fort Worth. Everybody's there trying to watch Spieth. But we were walking past. We were walking past Pat Perez on something. He he hit an errant shot and he got this really bad kick down. I can't remember what number it was. Probably number like fifteen, I think, at Colonial. It got this bad kick and man, he was he was. And like you know, cussing under his breath, I was like, "Bro, they're just like us." And so we followed Pat. We followed Pat Perez around. We just we were walking one direction to go catch like Zalatoris, and then we walked by Pat. And he was like, "Something about a bad lie. That's just my luck, kind of thing like that." And uh, we was like, "Oh no, let's follow Pat for a while." And so we, we followed Pat. He's for a, a pistol, while. huh? You don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. Yeah, man. Well, and yeah, and it's just it's just I don't know. It's just like. It's funny how similar we all can be, you know, in, in, in those kind of ways. You know, there's obviously a miles, you know, there's a canyon's worth of difference between his golf and, and my golf, but that feeling, I know that, I know that blood hot boiling feeling of, I can't believe this hit this tree and kicked right and I had to punch out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he, you know, he got up there and he, he didn't take a practice swing to punch out the next one because he was just pissed and he knew he was going to take a bogey and, and then, but still to keep it together. But anyway, they're just like us. So, yeah. They are. Case of Bush Light in your dream golf course. What's your dream golf course? Oh, I'm going to get super, like, you know, bland. Golf nerdy. Well, I mean, it's my same course everybody wants. You know, I want to get on Augusta. There's also a course where I'm kind of from in Little Rock that I'm hoping to get on maybe this winter or spring is Alotion. JD love, can't help you out there? to play out there. He probably could. Um, he probably could. I uh, I got to play with him not too long ago. And, you know, being from Arkansas, playing with John Daly is like, you know, playing with a mixture of right. Jesus Christ and Fergie, you know, in <laughs> golf. So uh, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. But, uh, 
But yeah, I would love to play those two. Um, I don't think Augusta will let the bush light, but yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, I'll tuck Never my shirt, know. tuck my shirt tail in, and and uh, whatever. Be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pine Valley would be awesome to play. I mean, I, honestly, I love. I, I would love to play some of these bucket list places, but I, I want to do it with my buddies. You that's know exactly what I mean? Right. It's like. What you're doing is fun, but who you're with is really, like, the, the biggest part of it. Yeah, I invited these two yo-yos to Pine Valley um, probably about a month and a half ago. They both were busy. Oh, wow. So Yeah, I forget uh, what I had to do, but it was obviously yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, it was obviously something super Really, super really important. important. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was there with him a couple of years ago. got rained out. And then the next time we were going back, we got rained out. Rained out. Yeah. So. I mean, that happens, like, up there a lot, though, right? It does, but that's one of those ones you never know if you're going to get back, right? Yeah. You you just take it and yeah. go. You drop whatever you're doing, and you go. That's like Augusta. I firmly believe, if I ever get on Augusta, actually, when I get on Augusta. There you go. There you go. It's going to be a Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, hey, tomorrow we're teeing off at 1 o'clock. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. Drop whatever you got to do to go. Mm-hmm. That's how it always is going to happen. Yeah, I'm always I'm at the ready, you know, at, at all times in case they need me down there at Augusta National. So, I mean, you never know, man. You never know. I don't know. What about y'all? I, what, what's I, what's like bucket list course for y'all? That's what I was just gonna start to say. I, I, it is Augusta for sure, one hundred percent. I feel like you could but, almost be like Augusta aside. What your you know because yeah, who, get out. You know who's who doesn't want that? You know that's got to be high on everybody's list. I, for me, I, I think. Yeah, Augusta, but Cypress Point. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just says Cypress Point's dynamite. I think that would be the one that, again, I would drop whatever I'm doing and go. Yeah. Oh, Grove 23, that would be another one that I'd want to do. Yeah. Jordan's new place down there in South. Yeah. But that's just kind of like new, you know. Right. You know, the, the new hip thing. Yeah. But. I, I don't know a name of a course, but I can tell you the theme of the course. I always see these courses advertised on Instagram like in – in Western Canada, like Vancouver area, mm. where it's just these beautiful mountains with these pine trees and these like plush Banff courses. Like Banff, yeah. Exactly. So that would do well with my soul if I could play a course like that. But that course where Brady... Yellowstone Club. Not Yellowstone Club, in Montana, in Big Sky, Montana, where they just played the match yeah, yeah, with yeah, Brady yeah. Phil. Yeah. Uh, that place looks like heaven. I, w- I would love to play out there. Obviously, Cypress, you know. What's the other course there? Jerry's a member. Uh, Monterey Frazier's, Peninsula. Monterey Peninsula. Yeah. Um, that's one on a list that I would I would drop a left nut for right now. But What about um, your right nut? Mm, I'll tell you this much. I don't know. Troubadour might be harder than Augusta to get on right now. Troubadour is legit, man. Troubadour is a, a, a fun yeah, course. That's but what I hear. But the <laughs> yeah, he... Yeah. It, it, I wasn't bringing my golf clubs unless it was for Troubadour. Yeah, there's, you know, Golf Club of Tennessee is also, like, there's a lot of great golf around here. Like, I'm, you know, I play out at Legends, Vanderbilt Legends, and, um, you know, amenities-wise, it's not, it's you know, it's not a discovery property, but it's it's nice, and the golf is hard, golf and is. the course it's, is good, and it's there's two. what you need. There's two. It, I mean, it's hard golf. I mean, it's 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 legit, like, you can't, you know, you hit it in a bad, pl- bad spot, and you have to play the course, or both courses there. But, um. There's just a bunch of good golf, you know, around here. It gets you on Troubadour, man. It ain't. It's 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 Tennessee. Like, there's nothing that's all that exclusive, you know. Most of it's just like, yeah, yeah, come on, you know. Old Hicks is a good one. We, we played. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I played. You didn't play it. 
I played Troops last year. You, you see the uh, with twenty. You see mm-hmm. what's going on here? The common mm-hmm. denominator. Tim playing. <laughs> the funniest thing about Troubadour is I forget that part three, but the guys like go over to the tree and just like open up this little like bird cage, mm-hmm. and there's like just freaking tequila just sitting in there. Sure and, is. And like Jack. Yep. Yep. Everywhere. That's good, but I'm glad you had a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some pictures. I, yeah. no, no, I'd no, love to see what it looks like out there. Uh-huh. Trackman range, beautiful. It yeah, was awesome. Pretty sick. I love there, There's nothing bad about Nashville. There is literally, nothing. you cannot sit here and tell the people are great, the food's great, the golf's good. Everything. What else do you need? I don't, and Matt Stell is in front of us. Matt He's Stell, are you married? I'm not, no. Girlfriend? No, uh-uh. I, I'm in the same position, my friend. I love it. A lot of and time for golf. I, I'm telling you what, man. Golf, what a so, great, great city to be single and uh, an artist and successful. There's no other better city than this. Yeah. To be that in. Well, you want to you want to hop into working down West Virginia. <laughs> That's always an alternative. Oh, hey, shit. man, college sounds for the win, though. Yeah, sure. WVU, man. Mm-hmm. That's my squad. You want to hop into our yeah. tap-in segment. It's our last segment of the show. Right. We're going to ask you a few quick questions. Questions well, you you're going to ask him a few quick questions. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. You tell us what comes to mind. Yeah, all right. Lowest round and where? Uh, I shot 77 here at uh, Immuni in, in uh, Nashville at uh, McCabe, which is, like, not hard, but I shot 77. It so. doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's what it is on the scorecard. That's right. No, this is good. This is just because you're tall. Okay. First time you dunked a basketball. Uh, I would have been like a sophomore in high school, maybe, no, maybe a junior in high school. I, I was kind of a late bloomer, so I wasn't like bothering it early, but there was a time after that I could, I could get up there and, and wreak some havoc, but. For you, your biggest career moment? Um, uh, man, getting a number one record for the first time, like, uh, like kind of the number one parties that they do here or did here before COVID, but, uh. Uh, that was pretty special. Uh, playing the Opry the first time was pretty special. There's a bunch, but um, honestly, getting getting in a tour bus instead of a, having to drive a mm. van and trailer all over the country, that was the biggest, like, mm-hmm. okay, now now this is a different thing. Yeah. It's like um, going from the minor leagues to the pros. In a lot of ways, man, it, it really is. I mean, in, in, you know, the grand scheme of things, you know, I still might be playing playing AAA ball, but, I, but to me it's like, you know, we're we out here, so we're glad. Amen. Amen. What is your favorite venue to play at? Oh man, uh, the Ryman here's cool. Uh, all that history. Um, again, the Opry is awesome. I, there's a place out in San Diego called Moonshine Flats that uh, it's like a smaller venue, like you know, thousand, twelve hundred person venue that I've had a lot of good memories at, and that's also my favorite place maybe in the country. Just mm. you, day in and day out, San Diego is pretty tough to beat. So um, I yeah. love the PB. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> Bubs. It was a good spot. Yeah, not a bad place. Mm-mm. Well, a lot of birdies, a lot of birdies, a lot of tweeters. Hey, are you done with the I'm questions? I'm done, bud. That's those, it. Those might have been the best questions I've ever heard you ask. So, can you save them for me? Seriously, Thank you. I've, I've been working really Seriously. hard. No, great, great work. I'm, I'm glad to see it. Brandon Katz of, was fifty percent of those questions. So. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, just everyone, email Brandon at Brandon at Joyce's Jewelry dot com. <laughs> Matt, we can't thank you enough, buddy. I know you're very busy, and uh, for you to take time out of your busy schedule to come join the Chasing Birdie Boys, and we're going to go chasing birdies with you soon. 
Yeah. Guys, thanks for letting me hang out, and uh, I can't wait. Yeah, we appreciate it, really. We'll let you know when it comes out. All right, brother. Later, fellas. Thanks. Boom, there it was, guys. Another great episode of Chasing Birdies. We hope you liked it. Speaking of Chasing Birdies in life, we have some friends over here at the Job Interview Experience Podcast. And if you're chasing birdies in life or looking to step up your career and get promoted or looking for a job for that matter, the Job Interview Experience Podcast has done the same for thousands of listeners. It's hosted by a former executive recruiter and HRVP. It covers what to do, what not to do, to stand out and improve your career. It's not some frumpy HR person that hates you and has been on the job for 90 years. It's real-world advice from a guy that has hired thousands of people and wants to help you succeed. So go on over and check out the Job Interview Experience podcast. Give them a like. Great guys. We, we've listened yeah, to a few. Yeah, awesome. Their podcasts are awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, that really, really cool podcast over there. So it's nice to help friends out a little bit. Sure is. Um, and, you know, if you're miserable at your job, Maybe take a listen, huh? Yeah, you maybe learn. get off the couch. If you're if you're feeling the blues of COVID and no work and you still want to collect that free government check, how about you not do that? Maybe get motivated a little bit, yeah. guys. Let's chase some birdies out there. Come on. So, yeah, I mean, a little bit about the, the Matt Stell interview. I mean, the guy, the guy's got it, man. I mean, he's teeter-tottering right now. I mean, he's, I don't know anything about his golf game other than what he said. So, he's down to a... Seven-ish? Seven-ish. Okay. Um, so, hey, that's he can play in our money game any day of the week. And uh, the guy's got some pipes he can sing, and he can uh, get your lady swaying back and forth a little bit in the crowd. So Yeah, he's got um, it all. Yeah, he, he does have it all. Uh, how's everything your way, bud? Dude, it's great. I mean, I can't complain. Just enjoying this ride with you, buddy. I can't believe we're eight months into this dang thing. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot more things coming up and things to do but there, there's a there is a lot brewing on the <laughs> chasing birdies literally uh-huh. on the chasing birdies front we can't share everything with you right now uh but it will start trickling out also guys don't forget to go check the new swag out we got the holderness and born is now on our website chasingbirdie.co okay the word sweaters on there the anderson shirt there's two golf shirts a sweater check them out it's a limited release uh, with uh, with Holderness and Born and us, so there's not very many of them. So get it while you can. Also, we got uh, hoodies, T-shirts, all that swags coming onto the website as well. So things are moving and grooving. And, and again, we can't thank you enough for the support. And I'm really excited for Thursday, December 9th. We're back to Thursday, guys. Sorry, the little Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Turkey Day screwed it all up. Got us on Wednesday today, but. Thursday, December 9th, we're going to have Matt Janella. And that guy has traveled the world, played a lot of golf, has incredible stories from his Sports Illustrated days and Arnold Palmer stories. And, and I was fortunate enough to play with him at Nemecol and, and the grand opening Shepherd's Rock. And he can play too. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one, guys. Getting back to the golf world a little bit there on December the 9th. Stay tuned for that episode, and again, we do appreciate the love, the support. We're just as excited about this as hopefully you are, and uh, we'll see you on the 9th of December. And thank you, Evo, over there at Simpler Media for putting this together, and Rachel London for all your social media help. See you.